Hi, it's Tracy. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Quilt and Tell. I want to make sure you stick around at the end of the episode to hear a special conversation I had with Leah Day, a dealer for the Grace Company. We talked about how her perspective has changed since becoming a long-arm quilter and how she got started working with the Grace Company. At the Grace Company, they provide the tools. You create the masterpiece. Visit graceframe.com to learn more about their innovative quilting solutions. Welcome to Quilt and Tell, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilting. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Ginger Shigitate. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Quilt and Tell. On today's episode, Ginger got to chat with Christina Camelli when she was in the studio filming a workshop. We'll tell you all about it later in the opening. And in our fine finishes, we are going to be discussing a controversial topic. Today's topic is to trim or not to trim, or I guess I should say, do you oversize your blocks and trim or just make them the exact size and go with it? So. How are you both? Ooh, I'm good. How about you? I'm good. How about you, Ginger? Uh, I'll add to that goodness. I'm good, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. So what have you both been working on, Lori? I know. I want to hear. Yes. (laughs) One of our granddaughters is getting married the 1st of October, so I have been kind of focusing on garments. Um, I'm working on a quilted jacket, and that's (gasps) actually for a class that the three of us are doing with Megan. Yes, Um, now the word is out. Now we got to do it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give a little more detail in a a few, but yeah, please continue. (laughs) Um, I have sorted through my fabric, and I have a truckload of fabric. (laughs) Just this morning, I found some really pretty silk dupioni, and one piece of it is already embroidered. I just have to figure out how to incorporate that in a jacket. Oh, nice. I'm kind of excited about that one. It, we Can we cut this just a little bit short so I can get back to my sewing? <laughs> That's I what know. I say every day at work, too. I'm like, I, I, can I just like sneak out and do, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and I was going to say, I don't know if our listeners want us to cut it a little short, Lori. Okay, okay. I'll hang in there for a few. <laughs> Especially after only two minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I, I like, might be kind of being bad. <laughs> you know what I think we need to do, though, is uh, I think we need to have an episode where we're just working, where we're like just having fun chatting and we're actually quilting. I think that would be fun. <laughs> I think that would be, nice. be a lot of fun and just kind of invite everybody to join in with us yeah. as they listen. But, I think that's uh, a good idea. Yeah. That's hey, I'll take any the- minute I can be sewing. I'll be sewing. Yeah. <laughs> that's one you of know, the things that my quilt guild back when I uh, – was living in Northeast Colorado, we got together 
one Saturday morning a month and brought our sewing machines and our projects and just sat there and sewed and talked and problem solved with each other. And, and that's one of those really delightful things to do with friends. Yeah, I don't, it's so funny. Like, I don't know that I've ever really like sewn in person aside from when we're filming. Like I've never like gone over and just hung out and sewed with anybody. So uh, I think that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ginger, you and me. We got I date. know. I know. Well, and and I may take you up on that because <laughs> like Lori, I'm working on the quilted jacket as well. And what's awesome about this is it's going to be a live event workshop. So we're going to be live. People can like talk to us, ask us questions. Um, I'm going, I, I think I'm going to hold off on the, on the date of everything until we get more info, but it's going to be happening in August. So uh, everybody be on the, on the listen for uh, more information. And uh, I am really excited. We have Maywood Studio fabric as our sponsor so we have michelle freeman there has sent us some amazing fabric like and uh we've got a really great tie-in with the magazines too with uh quilt maker and with so mm-hmm. news so it's going to be mm-hmm. kind of a combo uh with the quilt and the jacket so yes yes yay! there's so much fun happening there yes <laughs> michelle freeman just happened to um submit a design that was already going into quilt maker and um when we kind of concocted this idea, I was like, oh, hey, the quilt that she submitted kind of would be a cool jacket. So it, it's kind of all fallen into place. So it is. And and I think what's cool, too, is I, I believe maybe even our next episode, we're going to be having Meg Healy coming on board because she's going to be helping us. She's been organizing the jacket pattern that to go with the quilt. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so uh, it's going to be so much fun. It'll be like a podcast collab. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, indeed. So yeah. So uh, Tracy, I know you've been swamped with work, but have you been able to oh, sew gosh. No. And I'm looking oh. at my sewing machine right now. And as I was talking, as Lori was talking, I was thinking, oh, gosh, I just, I've been, uh, so I'm just going to sort of backtrack a little bit because we actually, when we, when we had Patience Griffin on the show, we actually had um, one of our listeners actually messaged me after that episode dropped and she actually noticed I was a little bit quiet. <laughs> so like, something's wrong Tracy's quiet yeah. I know she actually picked up on something and sent me a message and asked if I was all right so I might as well come clean I actually got shingles <laughs> I got shingles three days before that episode um was recorded and so I uh just as I was starting to feel better after the long haul COVID and after the you know sort of crazy heart things that were happening. I was just started, sort of starting to feel like I got my, my feet under me and um, got shingles. Um, so I will say that I was very lucky that I caught it early and um, happened to have the first dose of the shingles vaccine right before I got COVID and then got COVID and completely forgot that I needed the second dose. But at least I, I got that and um, caught it early enough that I was able to get medication. So doing much better now, but I've got like all this fabric just sitting there waiting for me. And it's kind calling of your name. Yeah, it's calling my name. So is the sewing machine. And I've unfortunately got all this writing to do for work. But so hopefully, hopefully sometime soon. Um I'll be able to do some fun sewing. I just want to do fun sewing, you guys. I just want to do fun sewing. 
I know. I feel like I was doing so good checking stuff off of my sewing list. And I feel like I've just hit a brick wall now. So I want to, we're heading on vacation soon. And I had a couple of patterns I wanted to try to get done for some pants and some dresses and fun stuff. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if it's going to get done in time. So (laughs) kind of bummed about that. Yeah. I wanted to do the plaidish thing (sighs) and I wanted to do a pineapple thing. And I wanted, like, I wanted to do all that before I got it knee deep in in quilted jacket. Now I think I'm just gonna get knee deep in quilted jacket. Yes. <laughs> well, there's worse worst existences, you know. I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. So, um, can I just tell you guys a really like fun like side thing? Sure. Sure. Um, totally non quilt fun related. Um. Um. But since Lori told wedding kid mm-hmm. grandkid wedding thing, um my 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 chef son um got chosen to do a lecture at mit <gasps> Ooh, awesome yeah, that's october. awesome in october too Lori. so very oh, excited neat. on um food science and fermentation in the restaurant industry so you know so um so any any quilters out there who have eligible daughters um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So that is that is that rude? That's rude. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sure he'll wear like the lovely apron that you gave him at the lecture, right? <laughs> Actually, I need to make him one. That's what I need to do this summer. I need to make him an apron. That's right. Yeah. Oh no, because you made him the uh, the knife. The knife uh, yes, the knife roll, and yes. then you gave me a pattern to make, and then I printed it off, and then I haven't made it yet. All right. There's your homework to, right I there. I need to pick Put some that- really cool spoon flower fabric. Yes, because they have so many great. Oh, oh my just, gosh. It's Very almost overwhelming stuff. when you go there because they have oh so gosh. many choices. I <laughs> well, I sent him to it, uh, to the website. So he actually picked a few. So. Oh, <laughs> that's well, that's good. smart, though. That's, that's very smart. smart. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Well, good. Well, I'm excited. It's so funny. You're asking, you were asking me earlier to like, oh, well, what did you and Christina Camilla talk about when you got the yeah. chance to speak with her? And uh, yeah, it was, it was a while ago, but it wasn't really that long ago. But no. still, I was scratching my head. I was like, what did we talk about? Like, <laughs> so I'm excited to hear the interview again, too. But, so. I, I can help with this, okay. even though, if, yes. because I'm sort of knee deep in it. So, so, Christina Camelli was actually here. I was actually supposed to do the interview, but that mm-hmm. was also happened while I had shingles. So she was in town shooting a video. She's doing a workshop on a, it's a class called Harmony and Light. Now this yeah. quilt is stunning. Yes. Stunning. It's all that, coming back to me now. I'm remembering. Okay. <laughs> so the class is based on her wedges. Now she has written at least one book, probably more she's mm-hmm. done classes on her wedges wedges technique now she um did a beautiful quilt for us it the pattern will be in quilt maker magazine the class will be on quiltingdaily.com it is 100% free and it is a workshop and the pattern will be free the class will go live in the beginning of august i believe it goes live august 1st because quilt maker will be on newsstands August 2nd. And so that all is happening first week in August and the class will be available for free. Um, but 
up until October 14th. So if you're listening at any point during that period of time to this podcast, go quickly to the website and um, the link will be in the show notes and I'll put the full link that you can go directly to the workshop page on our website and all of the information will be there. So what's really cool about this is that only is there a really cool workshop. I watched the whole thing. And while I was completely intimidated when I saw the quilt, once I watched the workshop, mm-hmm. I really want to do this. It is yeah. so cool. She makes it look so easy. All of it's free. You get all of these bonuses. And then there's a huge giveaway at the end. So you've got nothing to lose. You'll learn something really cool. Christine is awesome. Mm-hmm. And the quilting is amazing. And she even has a little lesson at the end on how to quilt it. So yes. yep. pretty and- cool. We definitely talked about the class. We also talked a lot about color, and um, it was pretty amazing. It was a really fun conversation. So um, I think we need to we need we need to get in there. We got to hear this conversation. Okay, let's do it. Tracy here just wanted to remind you to stay tuned after we wrap up our discussion for my conversation with Leah Day, a dealer for the Grace Company. Leah looks back on when she started the free motion quilting project and talks about her current work with Quilted and Bound. We discussed how each of us tried a double wedding ring as one of our first quilts. She shared how she has learned to stay healthy while quilting and what she does as a dealer with the Grace Company, where she plays a part in the quality, innovation, and an amazing quilting experience that you can only get with the Grace Company. Visit graceframe.com to learn more and check out their current promotions and go to events.graceframe.com for a list of exciting virtual events. So today in Open Studios, we have a return customer. We have Christina Camilli with us. And um, you were on the podcast a while ago. Um, yeah. So it's so wonderful to have you back. And uh, I'm really excited because I think this is the first like live interview that I've done in a really long time. Yeah, we're same. actually in the studio together. <laughs> it feels amazing. It does. It really <laughs> does. And I think I'm even more excited because you are here filming with us. Yeah. Um, you have a brand new quilt along that's going to be on. Uh, quilting daily um it's called harmony and light and that's pretty much all i know about it like i really <laughs> did it's so funny i just heard you were in town last week and i was like we got to get her you know she's here now we got to make sure we talk with her about it so tell me a little bit about this quilt along yeah well thanks for having me back it's so fun um uh, so this is a project that um, came to me through Maywood Studio. So I designed fabric through Maywood Studio. Right. And they were a sponsor of this quilt along and asked if I'd like to design a quilt for it. And I absolutely did. Um, what is that like? Like, what, is the, what does that feel like to have somebody come and be like, oh, can you just design a quilt for us? It's or, so fun. Oh. Yeah, I feel like it's really dreamy. Like my whole quilting career is just, I just choose projects that sound fun to work on. Oh. And and that's a really great way to get to pick what you do next, you know? Yeah, that's it, probably the best business philosophy I've heard yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it keeps it interesting. It makes it not feel like work. Sometimes it feels like work, but usually it feels like I'm exploring something new that I'm really interested in. 
So they said, well, we want to use saguaro fabric, which is my most recent line with right. them. And so that was de delightful to me because I like those colors so much. So kind of put together a nice palette with that. And then I started thinking about what I wanted to do. We talked over a few ideas. And the one that wore, the one that won out was um, this quilt that I made using a wedge shape because I, I totally love wedges. I oh. like wrote a whole book on using wedges and quilts. And uh, so this one is uh, like really simple piecing, but really dynamic result. I'm really happy with how it came out geometric and colorful, but not too hard for the average quilter. So I'm excited to get to teach it. Nice. And so what type of, uh, I guess, uh, things are you going to cover within the, the quilt along? Because it sounds like you've got a lot of techniques going on. You've got, you know, just a variety of stuff going on. So yeah, you, yeah kind of walk us through what they're going to be learning. Well, we first start with like, how do I pick the colors for this quilt? And, you know, how do you see the fabric to to match the sort of um, color wash design that I've picked out? So we talk about that. We talk about how to cut wedges using a paper template. There's this really clever way that you can use the paper template with your own regular quilting rulers. You have an, you're cutting the way you usually do against the edge you usually do, but you're getting that unusual shape that's uh -huh. not like a square or a rectangle. So I think that's really cool that you can do that with the tools you have at home just from printing out the pattern. Um, so we go through that. Then we piece the blocks. We trim them up and we put together the rows. And then the very last episode um, is me teaching how I free motion quilt it. And like, <laughs> yeah, that's the stuff that I love to do, right? So I go through kind of what I think about when I'm choosing a quilting design and why I picked this one. And then I'm going to draw how I do it. And then we're going to actually do it on camera too. Oh, that just sounds amazing. I am so excited. I just, I love the idea, one, of your color palette and fabrics in that wedge style. Because I just feel like it's such a beautiful combination. Um, it just gives oh. it that really nice, contemporary, beautiful pop of color. And I'm just saying this because I was lucky enough to see the actual quilt <laughs> that you've done already. I mean, up close, it is just stunning. Thank you. It feels like it's really, I was saying, it feels like it's really me because it's my fabrics, it's my pattern, it's my quilting. And so it's fun to have like my hand in every step of the process like that. Yes. And, and the great thing about these quilt alongs, I love it because the pattern is free for a limited time. Yeah. So people can get in there. You get the lessons. This is going to be going up, uh, you know, not only on Quilting Daily, but I believe that the videos are going to be available, you know, so on social media through YouTube. And there is a giveaway with this, too, which is pretty amazing. So you've been able to that's work um, with, yeah, with, with some great sponsors. I think that to me, that's the really great thing about these quilt alongs is you get the full package of everything. Yeah. And so what has that been like to like, you know, kind of get in and, and play with all of this stuff all in one place? Oh, my gosh. I love it. And I really love the idea that, you know, some people can look at a quilting pattern and be like, yep, I know what this means. I know how to do this. But it's a lot easier for most of us to learn when we see somebody actually doing it on actual fabric. And so being able to have all the tools available and be like, this is what you do. Very simple. It makes me feel like people are going to have some great success with this quilt. Nice. And, and being the relatively newbie to, you know, the quilting world, you know, this, it seems like it's a quilt that I could probably tackle not being as experienced. Is yeah. that true? Or am I just dreaming? <laughs> no, it's totally true. Yeah, it's not complicated. There's not too many steps. And each one, you know, is like, I don't know, a five or 10 minute video. So not too hard at all. Nice. Oh, that's great. That's good, too. I feel like sometimes if you uh, come to a course and you see it's like a 60 minute video, that's a little intimidating. Uh -huh. So I love it. It sounds like you're going to get right to the point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so... Now that you've got this, you know, we filmed it, you know, we have this, it's going to be launching, you know, relatively soon. 
what do you have coming up next? What are the big plans? I, I've heard that there's rumors of a new uh, line that you have coming yes, out. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I just finished designing a new line with Maywood Studios. So that's going to the printers. Oh. I'm really looking forward to having that in my hands to yes. get to play with. And is this line number two or three? This will be the third one. Yes. Yeah, I feel oh. like I'm finally understanding how it works. Yes. Yeah, the third time's a charm, right? Third time's a charm, for sure. For sure. Yeah, and then I'm recording some of my own videos at home. I just finished recording this class on sort of kind of what the one of the lessons here is about um, just when you're when you have a finished quilt top and you're looking at it, you're like, what do I do now? You know, what? how do I quilt it? Just sort of thinking through the different ways you can look at your quilt top, get some clues from it, make some decisions about it. So that's been really fun putting all the, the ways I think about it, kind of organizing them so that other people can follow along too. Yeah. And what's the best place? Where's uh, Where can people find out about your classes? Oh, um, well, my website is just my name. It's okay. com. Okay. Um, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes great, for sure. Great, because Camelli only has one L, even though it sounds oh. like it has two. Oh. <laughs> and then... I'm, I post, you know, the prettiest things in my life to Instagram, and I'm a few scraps on Instagram. Yes, and you are such a fun follow. Oh, my goodness. I love following you on Instagram. Oh, I mean, I do. Your aesthetic is just so much fun, and oh. I think I probably even asked you about this before, but when you – like, how do you know? Because I feel like color is just something a lot of people are just kind of born with it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's something you have to work at, or is it – you know, I, I just know that you can learn all of those rules, and sometimes people stick by them. But I feel like with you, it's more of an instinct. Am I wrong on that? I do think I have an instinct about color, but I think mm. that most of us do. And I okay. think that part of like like uh, really tuning into your own color wisdom is about noticing when you have a reaction to something, whether that's a positive or a negative. If you're like, I do not like this quilt, you know, not just turning away from it, but going like, why don't I like this? You know, yeah. what are the what are the colors doing? Which which colors seem to be fighting or which color do I just not enjoy? And the alternative, when you see something that's really working, like kind of thinking through it systematically. So where are the colors that they're using on the color wheel? Right. And how light or like what's the value range in terms of lights and darks? And what's the, um, you know, how gray are the fabrics or how vivid are the fabrics? Are they more muted? Are they more bright? And just when you start really noticing your own sensations, you know, as you look at things and then thinking about why you, what it is that you would use, what words you would use to describe those things helps you hone in on your own instincts and get more of, do more of what you love because you know how to think about it. Yeah, no, I think that totally makes sense. And I think having that confidence in those thoughts and feelings and being like, yeah, there's a reason why I'm really drawn to that. Yes. And maybe not just over questioning it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And the more you the yeah. more you learn to tune into your intuition and the more you see that working out, mm-hmm. the more quickly you trust it the next time and the next time. And then people can start to look at your work and be like, I know who made that because I because it's got them in it, you mm-hmm. know. So I really do that process of sort of tuning into yourself, becoming more of the artist that you are just feels like that's something I want to support for everybody. Yeah. And I'm I'm a firm believer of you learn all the rules and then you can break them. You know, Absolutely. and then it's like, you know, you understand why they exist and why they're there. But I think it's much more fun when you add your own little touch and flair. And I think that's how you do really kind of discover that. Isn't that true? And you know, some things are rules because they're rules and some things are rules just because somebody, it was their rule. Right. But not the, you know, so some of it is like you end up figuring out what is always true and what is sometimes true. Right. Yeah. Through that kind of trial and error. Yeah. 
Oh, well, I am so happy that I was able to grab you, you know, Aww. even if it was just for a few minutes. I yeah, know you have you. a little bit more filming to do, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I am super excited about this quilt along, and I think Thanks, it's going to be really popular. So definitely, everybody, be on the lookout. And once again, what, what is the best way for people to find you? Um, uh, at my website, christinacamelli.com, or on Instagram or Facebook, I'm A Few Scraps. All right. Well, it has been such a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much, you. Ginger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, today in Fine Finishes, we have a controversial topic. The topic is to trim or not to trim. Now, this topic comes up a lot around the office because we've been writing patterns now for Quilt Maker 40 years. Uh, for love of quilting, it's probably been almost 30. Um, I would say, right, Lori? I don't even know. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when, I mean, we've been writing patterns long enough that we were writing them for templates. (laughs) 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 So, um, for longer than I've been with the company, longer than Lori was there, Mm -hmm. um, the patterns are written exactly, and I mean that mathematically, mm-hmm. uh, exactly as they should be done. So that means if a triangle needs to be cut, it needs to be cut at seven eighths of an inch, mm-hmm. which drives some quilters absolutely bonkers <laughs> they don't want to cut seven eighths of an inch and so occasionally i get letters mm. they don't want to do a pattern that has seven eighths of an inch and they write me mean letters saying if they see it they are just not going to do that pattern other quilters don't mind it because they've been doing it for long enough that they like that um A lot of younger quilters coming up have learned to oversize and trim things down. They prefer it that way because they can get a more perfect sized unit. So Mm -hmm. say, for instance, if they do a technique like eight at a time triangle squares, they might oversize their square And then trim down the units so that whatever size triangle square or half square triangle, we call them triangle squares at Golden Peak, um, unit they're trying to get. uh, Say, for instance, they want um, a half square triangle that finishes at four inches. They might make that half square triangle be um let's say five inches and then trim it down to four and a half inches and then so that it's four inches perfectly in their finished quilt if that makes sense i'm throwing out a lot of numbers and ginger's looking at me like she's like i glossed over as soon as you said seven eights i was like i'm out (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so, all right. So that's a lot of numbers that I just threw at you. Okay. So, Lori, where do you stand at trimming before you put them into your quilt blocks? Trimming or no trimming? Okay, it depends. <laughs> First of all, if if you're making something that's a finished unit that's really small, an inch or an inch and a half, then I can see the value of cutting oversize and trimming. Because when you're working with that small of a unit, if you're off by just a thread or two, it's visually noticeable. Having said that, I'm almost allergic to making that small of units. I seldom do that. Um, and I am a huge fan of AccuQuilt. Uh. I cut with the dies and stitch that little quarter inch seam and carefully press things open. And boy, life is good. Um I think that we have to be very careful when we press half square triangles because we've got that bias seam going mm -hmm. on and it's really easy to stretch things. But if we press carefully and we've cut with a die, oh my goodness, it's just super simple. Also remember that um, when you're using bigger units, so like if I'm doing a 12-inch finished block and it's got three rows of, of pieces, that means each row is going to finish at four inches. Mm -hmm. That's big enough that if I'm close, it'll look fine. Nice. I'm not a show quilter. I've never entered anything in a big show. I quilt for my family and to keep people warm. <laughs> that makes the rules a little different. If you're a show quilter, you probably want to trim. Interesting. Yeah, I'm always, at least if I'm doing a quilt for the first time, and it's so funny with quilts, I, I do tend to like only maybe do a pattern once, maybe twice, if that. Like I tend to like move on to another pattern or, you know, something like that. And uh, I'm terrified to go away from the instructions. So if they tell me cut it here, I'm going to cut it there. Like, I don't know that I have the confidence yet to be like, oh, well, if I cut it bigger, you know, then I feel like it's going to press me more. It's going to be more work for me to figure out the math of like, okay, then I have to trim it down and do this. So I'd rather just cut it all where it needs to be. And then I only have to go through that process once. So that's my line of thinking, at least mm -hmm. when it comes to that. I, like Lori, have never done you know, really small blocks. And I appreciate a nice big block because it does give you a little bit more leeway, um, you know, as far as if it is a little off or if it's not perfect. Um, but uh, yeah, now it's so funny because I'm getting ready to start that quilted jacket. I'm doing the quilt part of it and piecing it all together and doing that. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, this has to actually look pretty good if I'm going to be wearing it. Like it's one thing when it sits on your bed, but I'm like, if I'm going to be wearing it, I mm -hmm. want it to be good. Mm -hmm. So I think I might think about that because there's a lot of half square triangles in the pattern that we're doing. And, uh, but uh, yeah, so, oh, definitely gave me lots to think about. <laughs> this is a good topic. Like, this I feel is a like good I, topic. Yeah. I was enthralled while topic. Lori was talking. Like I could feel the wheels turning mm -hmm. in my head. <laughs> well, you well, know, and as you were talking, I was thinking about the fact that the, the people get so upset over the seven eighths of an inch that 
and they're so concerned about that measurement. But if they're so worried about it being small, why are they so worried about sizing up? You know, if they don't have a problem sizing up, but they do have a concern about sizing it down, Mm -hmm. um, which is interesting to me. Um, So, so I'm not, I don't, I don't have a problem sizing up or sizing down. Um, I I'm with ginger. I follow the instructions at least the first time I always make a test block now because I have been burned by patterns so many times because people make mistakes, you know? Um, and, and I, I have learned that for so long in my quilting journey, um, I always thought it was me making the mistake that I've now realized that sometimes it's just a bad pattern or sometimes, sometimes that pattern, um, writer doesn't work for me. Um, because you know, sometimes we just aren't, we don't, we don't mesh, um, because people are all different, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily that it's a bad pattern or it's a bad, you know, whatever. It's just, maybe we don't work well together, um, because people are all different. Uh, so, uh, I, I definitely don't, um, tend to trim. I don't mind working that way at all. Um, especially if I'm working with pre-cuts. I love that actually. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. Um, when I have worked with patterns that work that way, like um, there is a pattern. Oh, darn it. I wish I remembered what it was called. I'll, I'll find it and I'll drop it in the show notes. So look for it. Um, it is a pattern that was by Miss Rosie's uh, pattern company, I think it's called. And it was um, it's like a village pattern and it's a house block and you use charm squares. I love that pattern. And it works like that where you actually oversize the things and then you trim it. And I use the block lock flying geese mm. Love that do love that one. Um, so I, I do like it when the pattern calls for it that way and there are tools to use for that. So I do, I'm not against it. Um, but I don't go out of my way to work that way but I enjoy it when it, when it works, you know, when, when the pattern is written that way. Um, but I don't, I don't mind it if it's not that way. So I did just think of one other thing that we need to caution our listeners. And that is if they are going to oversize their pieces and then trim, and there are a whole bunch of pieces, they might need to increase the yardage. Mm, Yeah, Mm, that's true. That's true. Lori, I, I have a question for you that's sort of along these lines. Um, and, and I, I know I've had this problem. Um, sometimes it's when I try a new block. Um, and it's especially when there's a lot of pieces in the block or, um, looking back when I've, um, was a new quilter, I've had this problem. Um, what do you do? when you're um when you're making a quilt um or when you're making a block and there's a bunch of a million jillion pieces in it and your edges are uneven what do you do then or what do you do when you're making blocks and they're not coming out the same size because sometimes as you're pressing maybe your Mm. pressing is uneven or maybe there's a lot of bias in the block or maybe um, you know, maybe there's just something, some weirdness happening. 
in your block and your well, edges remember are Remember that I like to do pieced backs. Yes. So if I have a block that's too small, it can just go to the back. Mm -hmm. If it's too big, then depending on what the edges are like, I might be able to trim it. I might be able to go back and make the seams one thread deeper, mm -hmm. and that would cut down the size of the block. Um, but again, you know, I'm making quilts for people to be warm and to look at yeah. and say they're pretty. So yeah. um, I'm not going to sweat the small stuff. Yeah. yeah. I might also suggest going back and um, pressing your blocks again mm -hmm. yeah. and then measuring again. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, you know. Well, I'm hoping I gave the right advice to somebody because uh, I had a listener uh, reach out to me through Instagram and they had seen my owl eyes quilt that I had done, the one I did for my bed. Um, and uh, she was like, I had to go out and get it and I'm making it now. And she was like, but what do I do about trimming? Like what tips can you give me for trimming my six inch blocks? And these are curved pieces. And so I made it a while ago and I'm like, I don't remember what I did. Like if I did anything consistently. And so I think my advice to her, and it's so funny because I'm one of those people, like, I don't get the ruler out when I hang pictures and stuff. I just kind of eyeball it. Uh -huh. And I do pretty good. Like, it's I don't know if it's just like a skill that I've got, but it's like, I can look at it and be like, no, it's straight. And it looks pretty good. Whereas it takes my husband like an hour to hang a photo because mm -hmm. he's got to like draw the lines and get the ruler out and do all of this. And I kind of did the same thing, I think, with that quilt where I just looked, I had like one that was the exact measurement. And then if I had one that was maybe a, a little more on one side and not on the other, I used that as kind of like my guide and then trimmed from whatever side needed. So it looked similar to that one. So that way they at least all looked the same. I don't know if that was the right way to go about doing it, but I just felt like as long as they all looked the same, it didn't really matter kind of, you know, and they were at that particular measurement. It didn't really matter if, you know, there was a little more white or a little more orange or a little more yellow as long as they were all the same. So mm -hmm. was that a good thing to do? I think that sounds right. Okay. No, all right. I mean, it's all right. Is mm -hmm. visual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It looked good. So that's, that's what you needed there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a junkers path block. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, where, yeah, and, and you just took the, you know, it was a matter of flipping. It was the same blocks, and you just flipped them the certain way in order mm -hmm. to kind of create the bigger block. Right. Um. So, yeah, and it was a lot. It was a lot of blocks. <laughs> like, I remember yeah. there was just a ton of them. And so, like I said, I just, I determined, because I didn't want to have to stress over each one, like, okay, well, look, there's a little more white on this side, so I'll just trim that down so it's all the right. same size. And I think I got them all pretty consistent. Yeah. But I yeah, mean, I think that's total I think that's good. <laughs> I think that's good advice. If the person is more exacting, you can make all of the blocks and then and then put a mark on your ruler mm -hmm. that is, you know, exactly, you know, the same. Yeah. Where you would mark exactly where you want that curve to hit, and then just make sure all of your blocks are squared, yeah. you know, to that spot. Yeah. Um, and then you should be good to go. Good. All so. right. Well, then good. I feel like I gave good advice. Yeah. <laughs> and then worst case, I told her, I was like, well, Jen Carlton Bailey's the uh, designer. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I'm sure if you reach out to her, she'll give you really yeah. good advice. But <laughs> right. Right. there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. This was a really good topic. I was surprised. I didn't good. realize I had so many, 
so many thoughts on. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we get this question a lot, and I'm I've been trying to include it more. Um, I, we've we've gotten a lot of pushback in um, in, in sort of the way that we do things, and I and I've been trying to to incorporate it more because I do realize that there's kind of a change in the way that quilters have been working. Um, a lot of the, you know, more experienced older quilters have been, are used to the way that things were done previously and younger quilters have learned a different way to do it. And so I want to make sure that everyone's happy and it's not, it's really not that hard for me to add an extra line in that explains what size a block should be. But it's just not in, in our, in our, the way that we usually do it. So I need to remember to make sure that I add in that information. So, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to be it, better about doing it. Yeah. I do find it really helpful when I do know exactly what size each one of mm-hmm. my blocks, when I'm building a builder block is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think sometimes that does bug me if I don't see it within the pattern um, yeah. even just for like a finished block like I love it when you see the whole quilt and it's like each block is 12 inches like right. that to me it just really we, helps put it all in perspective we always have that information mm-hmm. in our I quilt patterns that. but like things like when we do like fast flying geese which is a technique mm-hmm. where you make four at a time um, I'm trying to make sure that I incorporate that information especially in like quick and easy quilts where yeah. it's in you know it's for newer quilters um, to make sure that that information is in in there um, to make sure that they know that you know each of those units should be this size yeah you know, that information for um, a more advanced quilter they should know yeah. and especially when you're building a block it'll be the same size as the next unit closest to it but you might not know to look for that. So anyway. Well, I mean, but would you ever get yelled at for giving too much information? Probably not. Yeah. I was going to say, I was like, (laughs) I I would never complain about that. That's for sure. (laughs) Thanks for that reminder. Yes. It's just sometimes it doesn't fit, you know. Right. Yeah, so I know. Well, and I <laughs> know you're limited too. Yeah, no, yeah. it is true. I forget you guys have like page limits and yeah. all that good stuff too. Yeah. So all that magazine I, stuff, you know, oh, the video side of life, it's much I easier. I know, it's much easier, but, you know. <laughs> Especially now with YouTube, I don't even have limits on like how long things can be. Oh, They're like, yeah, just get it all in there. So, oh man, we've got page limits. You know, <laughs> it's terrible. Yes. It's terrible. We actually have word count limits sometimes, you know. Oh, oh it's terrible. Anyway. Anyway, well, next time I, I look forward to speaking to you guys. We'll have Meg next time. I think so. I think right. that's the plan. So, right. you know, fingers crossed. Fingers uh, crossed. Yeah, we'll be able to talk with Who knows? her. If it and, changes, uh, it'll be somebody great too. Oh, yes, definitely. And then hopefully, too, we'll have a lot more information on the Quilted Jacket Workshop, the live event that's going to be happening. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, I'm really excited about that. So we're getting that all in shape. Look at us making clothes. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's and, of course, it's got to be quilted. Of course. <laughs> of course. All right. All, All right. right. Well, we will talk again then. It was so All good right. to talk with you guys. Good time. Yeah. Good talking to you both. Too. Absolutely. You have Bye-bye. a good day. Bye. Right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Quilt and Tell. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today in our show description. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting.
The Quilt and Tell podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Quilt and Tell. It's not over yet. As promised, here's my conversation with Leah Day, a dealer with The Grace Company. Visit graceframe.com to learn more about their innovative quilting solutions and go to events.graceframe.com to see what exciting virtual events they're presenting. I am so excited because I get to talk to Leah Day. If you somehow don't know who Leah Day is, she is the owner of LeahDay.com and she is, runs the business with her husband, Josh. And um, th- she is actually a Grace Company dealer and instructor. And I get to bend her ear and ask her all the questions that are running around in my mind. So Leah, how are you today? I am doing great. Hello, my quilting friends. Yay! <laughs> it is a great day. <laughs> All right. So in Quilt and Tell, I always start out by asking how you got started quilting. Well, it was something I always wanted to do since I was a little girl. I grew up with quilts, um, but it wasn't until I got married to my husband, Josh, uh, 2005. I was getting married. I wanted a double wedding ring quilt to celebrate my marriage. <laughs> totally didn't work out, but it got me started. <laughs> that first quilt was all wrong, but it got me started. It uh-huh. got me here. And then I joined a guild. I learned, I took classes. And then pretty quickly there, I, I really wanted to, to be a professional. I really wanted to own a business in it. Figuring that out has been a multi-year process, but it's been such an amazing journey. I started the business. Um, the Free Motion Quilting Project is kind of how I got started. That's a mm-hmm. blog where I started sharing videos very early on, 2009, and then kind of went from there and then started leaday.com, started making products, started writing, and then video has always been kind of the backbone of everything. So mm-hmm. uh, it's just been a, a wonderful journey. And the nice thing is, is I've grown as a quilter. So I was able to learn free motion quilting and share the videos and then kind of become an expert-ish in that field. I feel like I'm still very much a beginner in so many things. So it's a, it's one of those wonderful hobbies where we can continue to learn and grow every single day. And that's what I love about it the most. You know, I, I hate to say, but I really am curious what went wrong. (laughs) (laughs) What went wrong? Yeah. What went wrong with the, with the double wedding ring? Because I mean, that was one of my first quilts too. So yeah. Well, um, starting out, was using leftover fabric satin and silk from my wedding dress and a prom dress that I'd made. Um, I did not know anything about a quarter inch seam allowance. I thought seam allowance was optional or, you know, a suggestion, not really something that you needed to do accurately. And then, yeah, I didn't know anything about piecing whatsoever. Certainly didn't know how to piece an accurate curve seam. Yeah, it was just, I think I made four rings and then it just ended up in the trash. That was it. Yeah. Well, you know, at least, at least you understood early on to like, that it was okay to give up. Yeah. I feel like that was good. I also feel like it was a good time because you were pretty early on in that blogging thing. Oh yeah. And at that boom where, where people were, were not only blogging, but doing that like, one a day thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I I remember when you started out and you started the free motion quilting project because that was like wildfire. Uh (laughs) What was that like? It was crazy. And, you know, when I look back on it, I feel so very, very grateful to have started when I did, because I know that if I had tried that today, I mean, it would be one among millions, right? Mm -hmm. But it took off in like 14 days. You know, I I remember the 14th day I started getting comments. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting comments. (laughs) (laughs) So that was incredible. I didn't put video in initially. I tried Mm -hmm. to describe how to design. And then once I actually incorporated the video, I was like, wow, this is so much easier. Because trying to Mm -hmm. write out how to free motion quilt is just... It's torture. (laughs) It's torture. So I find video just so much easier. And a lot of times, um, you know, now longer I'm quilting and being a dealer, somebody will email me and ask a question. And it's like, oh, let me just shoot you five seconds of video because I can explain it in five seconds on the actual long arm versus trying to type this all out. And it saves so much time that way. Welcome to my world. (laughs) And, And Quilt Maker Magazine, we have to describe how the quilts are quilted the quilt which brings me to the reason why you're you're here because we're doing the quilted and bound project together you started working with vanessa on our team on quilted and bound so tell me a little bit about how you got involved in that well vanessa reached out and asked if i would be interested in doing a series of videos and articles that kind of correspond together and then um that also focus on uh grace frames and long arms and we had a little bit of negotiation because i i don't have uh you know the 21x elite or the 19x elite yet uh but you know, could I use what I had on hand? And that worked out okay. And then really it went from, okay, what am I going to be teaching? What can I write about and also share a video on? And it was a wonderful challenge. And she was pretty much like, whatever you want to (laughs) do. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's is that okay I love with it. you because like sometimes, I, sometimes it's, it's too much, but you know in this case it really pushed me to try a lot of different things that I probably wouldn't have tried before. It pushed me to to get out of my comfort zone as far as what I was shooting, how I'm shooting, and so I in one video I just finished. It's there's like a time lapse video and video, so I'm playing with new things, being creative, and then the articles. Of course, you know I can write 500 words without blinking. It's condensing down that is oftentimes the challenge. So I liked the mm-hmm. challenge of, of writing to 350 words and pretty photos, the whole nine yards. This is, I feel like I, all my skills came together with this. It was a lot of fun. So tell me a little bit about how you started working with Grace. Well, it was about 2016 or so that I got interested in long arm quilting. I'll be honest, I was having a lot of physical issues with my neck and my back. Mm. Um, there's only so long being hunched over and having your shoulders up around your ears. There's only so long you can do that before it starts to have some physical stuff coming through your body. And and I was getting an alarm bell of stop, stop doing that. Uh, I had a few professional quilters just kind of flat out tell me, look, you're going to wreck your body if you keep doing what you're doing. It's okay up to a point, but then you need to mm-hmm. do something different. And so I went to Quilt Market 2016. I was kind of starting some conversations. And then uh, a magical conversation happened between me and Grace Company. Started uh, talking to Nathan, uh, Nathan Erznosnik, who is um, one of the head guys at Grace Company, and just started a conversation about innovation and, and ideas. And he was so receptive to that. Got started as an ambassador, where ambassadors just really kind of share videos and promote and that kind of thing. And it took about two years 
sharing videos, answering questions. And then I realized, you know, I should just be a dealer. And they kind of were saying, you should just be a dealer. <laughs> and there's that, that, I think there's that transition of a of a teacher that sometimes we need that little bit of a push to see that we can do something and and to kind of I don't know it, maybe it's a confidence thing I'm not really sure where it came from but once I understood the requirements for being a dealer and we kind of you know figured that out and and figured out a place we could put this in our home it all went from there and setting up the frame I started out with a Cunique 14 plus net, you know, then that transitions to a 15 R. And then I was like, I really want a big one. So I have a Cunique 21 and I can tell you this whole thing is very, very addictive. And uh, now I'm getting into QCT. <laughs> that's the quilters creative touch and computerized quilting and digitizing and making designs and making rulers, all that kind of good stuff. I find that staying on my home sewing machine in a table, it was great. It was great to begin with. It was exactly what I had on hand and what I could afford when I started, but expanding and allowing myself to play and to see all that I could do with machine quilting, really the sky is the limit. And that has just, it's blown up in my whole world. It really, really has. And I'm so, so very grateful for that. I'm so glad that I didn't limit myself and say, oh, I'm only allowed to do this for whatever reason. Uh, physically, I feel so much better. And that's another thing is just, I know I, I pretty much stand up all the day now. I have a standing desk. I stand up my long arms. Uh, even the home sewing machine I have on a hoop frame, I'm standing at that too. Uh, I just feel like that's a healthier way to be. And leaning into that health side of things, because it can be very easy to spend so much more time setting, setting, setting. And I started really focusing on how much can I be moving now? And I'm 38 years old. I just had a new baby <laughs> 10 months ago. And I can absolutely say, having gone through a lot of pain uh, through the last two years physically, that I'm so very, very grateful that I made all these transitions with my spaces, my desk and my long arm and all those things, because otherwise I'd probably be in a lot more pain and have had a lot more issues, health issues over the last two years. So it's one of those things to think about. And it's not something that we always talk about very much. And so I hope quilters start thinking in terms of how can we be moving more and how can we get more physical mm -hmm. in our spaces? I think that's really good. Very, very important to me. Interesting, because now I'm sitting here thinking, boy, I started having all kinds of health issues when I was your age, and I didn't put that together. So tell me this. So as a dealer, you can now sell machines? Yes, yes? I sell long arms and frames. Grace Company mm -hmm. has a drop shipping program for dealers where I sell within the continental United States. And how I work with customers is primarily via email. Uh, now, if someone reaches out to me and they live in my local area and they want to come and physically touch a machine, then we work out a time for a private class. Uh, and that's been working fairly well over the last few years. But for the most part, I have customers as far, you know, all the way in California, Oregon, Washington, obviously they're never going to come and visit with me. And that's where the video comes in, you know, what I'm good at, right? And so via email, mm -hmm. I can send short little clips of video. If I have to do something longer, then I can upload it to YouTube. And uh, I really have a great time helping people troubleshoot 
find solutions. But really, the main reason why I was sold on Grace Company or Long Arms and Frames is they very rarely have any issues. I've never had someone have something that we couldn't troubleshoot out in about 10 minutes. If there's something going wrong, sometimes it's not just one thing. It's, it can be four or five things. But once I figured out what those were, it was like, this is really no big deal. And all my background with free motion quilting and troubleshooting on home sewing machines, I realized, wow, long arms are so much simpler. They're designed for free motion quilting. There's so much less that can go wrong with a long arm than versus a home sewing machine that has so many more stitches and needle positions and all that kind of good stuff. So it's just what I'm good at. And especially working with my husband, Josh, he covers a lot of the customer service side of things. We're balanced and it's working really, really well, even with a new baby and a teenager all at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. So, so tell me where people can find and when people can find the Quilted and Bound videos that you'll be doing. Um, That's on YouTube, right? Um, That's all through Quiltmaker Magazine. So that's up to them. But as far as the magazine articles, Mm -hmm. I think they're starting in the September, October issue of Quiltmaker Magazine. They are indeed. And (laughs) uh, the videos, I think, will be going up around that time to correspond with that. You can find Mm -hmm. me always at leahday.com. And I do new videos one a week right now. I'm hoping to get back up to two a week starting in the fall. That's perfect. Leah, it has been such a pleasure to get to know you a little better. And um, I am so excited to see these new videos. And congratulations on the new baby and and being a dealer. This sounds like it is working out perfectly for you and your husband. It is. Thank you so much for having us.